This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Jason Jennings, president of Baylor Scott and White College Station Region. Jason, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me today, Laura. It's great to be with you. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, especially in thinking about culture at the hospital, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Be happy to. Um, so I'm a native Texan, grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then upon graduating from um, high school, came actually to Texas A&M University, uh, got a bachelor's in biomedical science, and Playing soccer in junior high and high school, I broke a leg pretty bad and needed physical therapy. So that led a call in to first become a clinician and got a master's in physical therapy from University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston. Did that for many years. And, you know, so many times we take our clinicians and ask them now to go manage and lead and had the opportunity to do that. And so I went back to school and got an MBA and won't give you the entire um resume, but most of the time it's been on the for-profit side, actually. And then I had an opportunity and a calling to come work for Scott and White at another facility in Waco, Texas, which is right in the center of Texas. They were opening a replacement hospital and had the opportunity to join the not-for-profit side, open a replacement hospital. And then that hospital, Hillcrest, became part of the Scott and White family. Uh, needless to say, I didn't think I'd get to do it twice. Uh, two short years later, Scott and White decided to build a hospital in College Station. They had had a strong clinic practice since the mid-80s and had grew ancillary services and many clinics and many specialties, but to complete the continuum of care, a hospital was needed. So that decision was made in 2010, and we opened our doors in 2013 of August. And so we'll celebrate nine years with the hospital. And um, soon after we opened the hospital, Scott and White merged with Baylor Healthcare System from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So therefore, that's when Baylor Scott and White was formed. Uh, so what I'm responsible for is two hospitals, one in College Station, the other one in Brenham. Uh, it's a small hospital. If you ever heard of Bluebell Ice Cream, that's what Brenham is known for, as well as Outstanding Healthcare. And then we have 15 different clinics across our, uh, what we call the Brazos Valley. I'm uh, very supported by my wife, Jennifer, of 23 years. And then also we have two teenage daughters. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Well, amazing. I, I love that. And it sounds like you've got so much going on there and what a great career you've had um, up to this point. And so considering all of the places you've lived at and been to in Texas, what is so special about College Station and the surrounding area? Absolutely. So, you know, when I graduated here in the early and the mid 90s, excuse me, never thought I'd be back. And in fact, uh, when I was coming back and moving back, I was with my dad and I turned to him. I said, Dad, do you ever think I'd be returned to College Station as a as a president? And he said, son, I just hope you got a job. So I think I. Uh, you know, I'll kick that coverage a little bit. But from a college station standpoint, if we look at our United States, all 50 states, actually the state of Texas grows faster than any state in our great nation. And then if you look a little bit more specific to the state of Texas, there's something here we call the Texas Triangle. And if you look at a map and draw a triangle from Dallas-Fort Worth down to San Antonio and over to Houston, that triangle College Station is right in the middle of that, and of the Texas Triangle, the growth that occurs in our state of Texas, 70% occurs in the Triangle, and Brazos Valley, Bryan College Station, College Station area is right in the center of the Triangle. 
If you've never visited a college station, we're about 100 miles northwest of Houston. Um, college station is really known as the word college for Texas A&M University, uh, but we're more than a university town. Um, we call this place Aggie Land because Texas A&M is steeped in its tradition, but it transcends more than just um, a college. As I said, the community is well known for having small town values that include hard work, integrity, and service to others. Being surrounded by this top tier university means exceptional opportunities for research and the latest science. It also helps us pursue innovative developments in healthcare and spurs on the participation of research studies at our hospital. Um, it's an extremely exciting time in the Bradford Valley. Like I said, while it may feel like a small town and family friendly, we're ex having exceptional growth. I mentioned the hospital opened in August of 2013. We almost doubled the number of inpatient beds since we've opened as well as the number of operating rooms to take keep up with the uh, demand of the community. And one thing I think COVID-19 has brought on to us is folks working from home. So we are finding individuals that are doing the virtual working thing now and versus live in the very large city like Houston, they wanna move out to College Station and therefore they're choosing Baylor Scott and Watt here for their healthcare needs. And uh, just, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. Never thought I'd be back when I graduated with my bachelor's degree, but it's been a great community to uh, raise my two daughters, um, good social support. But we're pretty blessed in a, a, a mid-sized town to have leading healthcare. You know, in, in our hospital here at Baylor Scott and White, uh, we do everything from open heart surgery to tavers to orthopedics. It's probably better, easier to tell you what we don't do. We don't do transplants, burns, or extensive pediatric surgery. Pretty much everything else you're able to take care of right here in College Station, which is a great thing. I know if I ever need healthcare, I want to be close to my social support system, if that's my family, my friends, my church, whatever, because we all know that mental social uh, aspect is so important as we're trying to recover physically. Absolutely. I, I think all of that is such a great point. And really, when you think about College Station as kind of having the small town feel, but really growing lots of hard work and dedicated people and just a, a really closely knit um, fabric of a community, how do you see that translating to uh, what you're doing at Baylor Scott and White Medical Center College Station? Yes, uh, we feel very fortunate to be part of a great healthcare system, Baylor Scott and White Health. It's the largest not-for-profit in the state of Texas. So how do you take something so big and just really massage it down to what is meaningful to the staff nurse, the staff therapist, the doctor, the administrator? It really comes down to the Baylor Scott and White values. We, those are our four guideposts. Uh, those values are we act honestly, we never settle, we're in it together and we serve faithfully. And through these last two plus years that we, we're in it together, I have seen multiple times a day. Uh, medicine is a team sport. It's not just the nurse, the doctor, the therapist, or the technician. It's all of us together trying to improve healthcare for the communities that we serve. So as long as we follow the Baylor Scott and White values, those four values, and that's what drives our decisions, our actions each and every day, then the right outcome will result for um, the patient, for the communities that we're blessed to serve. 
That makes a lot of sense. And now you think about the culture at Baylor Scott and White College Station, what makes it special and how does that culture strengthen a team? Yes. Um, what's another great thing about Baylor Scott and White, they put these goals out there, targets or values, but then they say, Jason and team, what is, what is going to be your microculture within the College Station region and, and how can you make it unique to fit the region that you serve? Uh, one thing that sets us apart is we have a concierge team, and I know there's a lot of concierge folks from hotels to hospitals, but I tell you, you walk down here, Laura, and you walk in the front of the hospital, you're going to be greeted by somebody who's wearing a maroon shirt. That's intentional. Texas A&M is maroon, but we don't care if you went to A&M or any other college. You're going to walk in the door, and we're going to greet you. We're going to make great eye contact with you, and when we make that great eye contact with you, we're going to smile and escort you where to be. We all know that when you walk in and somebody asks for directions and they tell you take a left, take a right, take another left, by that second left you get lost. And coming to a hospital can be scary, coming to a clinic. So we, that's one thing that we do. Another thing that we do is we call them M&Ms, and I'm not talking about the candy. It's memorable and meaningful moments. So many times people come to a hospital and don't even understand the care they're receiving, but they can understand the care from the standpoint, are you caring about them? So we do memorable moments and some things can be as small as in a pediatric clinic, the pediatrician singing Baby Shark, the song. I won't sing that to you because I don't want to scare off your listeners, but um, she sang Baby Shark to help the kiddo before shots were given to calm down. But we've also had during this time uh, a husband and wife um, uh, that were not husband and wife, we're about to be they wanted to be married, so our in-house chaplain did that. We had a uh, mom of a graduate who couldn't attend the graduation, so we streamed the graduation within the room, and that's a memorable moment. Also, we all like our movies. I think through COVID-19, streaming services went even more. I don't know how many apps are on my TV now that stream something. So we do town halls, and we do a movie style. We uh, do videos and we give updates about growth or experience or, or quality, but we do it in a fun way with our staff. And we, and we, you know, a lot of times serve popcorn. They sit back and watch a movie. It's usually about 30 minutes in length, and we give them the opportunity to also have a question and answer. I tell you what, I'm most excited to come back to as COVID-19 calms down in our communities is all the special events that we used to do pre-pandemic. Um, I, you know, my kids are much older, but when we used to trick-or-treat, we looked for a safe place to trick-or-treat with our kids. We call it the spooktacular here in College Station. We opened up to the lobby area of our hospital, and our uh, staff members would come out in costume, and little kids could walk through in a very safe environment and get candy or play games. Um, also, when, in, you know, when it's a nice, cool night here in the state of Texas, we do a family-friendly movie. We called it Movie Night, and we show it on the side of a Hill, people would bring their blankets and lawn chairs. We'd bring a snow cone mach uh, a machine out, serve snow cones, popcorn. So I can't wait for movie night to come back. And then as Christmas comes on, I'm really looking forward to Christmas 2022 because all those young kids like to see Santa Claus. And one of our physicians loves it. He dresses up as Santa every year, and we let the kiddos decorate cookies. As you can see, we're taking care of people sometimes in really hard situations. So how can we give back to our staff? It's about creating a family-friendly environment. And so we do that from, from M&M moments to spectaculars to cookies with Santa and so forth. 
Uh, latest one that we've been doing as things have calmed down is um, in our in our sister city, Bryan, Texas. We do First Friday, and First Friday is where the community comes out, and there'll be booths set up selling things, uh, food trucks, things of that nature. Well, we come out with a booth, and we have educational information to help the community. But also, we're here to serve regardless. And to give you one example, you know, today you can get a vaccine about anywhere you want to go. You can go to a, a pharmacy, to a hospital, and there's a vaccine ready to be given to you. But, you know, a couple years ago, those vaccines were hard to come by. And while the healthcare worker got so many kudos by being on the front line, we also need to think about our school districts. So College Station Independent School District and Bryan Independent School District, when we got a certain allotment of a vaccine, we partnered with both school districts, took our nursing teams to their uh, administrative headquarters after hours and were able to administer vaccines to help keep our teachers safe as they educated our our uh, school age kids but there's so many things out there it's just so much fun to do those and and there's so many we're doing right now and i can't wait to do more as COVID 19 hopefully continues to wind down and we don't have another wave absolutely i think that sounds amazing and definitely what a, a great way to integrate within the community and really open up the hospital and become just kind of part of the that process there. Um, you know, you mentioned, obviously, so many things that you're excited about for when um, you're able to open back up again. But when you think about culture within the hospital, how has COVID-19 impacted that? Yeah, definitely. Um, our, our hospital workforce has changed some. Um, I will tell you that over the past two years, I will say that um, our team is is close. They're even closer. Um, really a strong sense of community. Uh, it's a culture within our organization, both our hospital and our clinics, one focused on community and unity, and just having that common goal to that our actions are put forth to just make people better, help people get better. One such action was, unfortunately, many people lost their lives to COVID-19, and that had, a, that had an impact on our workforce. And one of our staff members came forward and said, versus us saying this many people um, passed on because of COVID-19, why don't we have a celebration for those that were admitted to our hospital with COVID and then they went home because they got better? We call that our heart, heart wall. And if you were in our hospital today, let's say I had COVID-19 and I recovered. Before I discharge and I get wheeled out of our, this hospital, I go to the heart wall and I get to put a heart on the wall and that just symbolizes that i got better so you can imagine the nurses and doctors and therapists as they walk by that wall that's a reminder of the impact of this community because why we wish covid 19 didn't occur it did occur and this hospital and the workforce the people rose up and made so many people hundreds and hundreds of people in fact over a thousand people have received covid 19 care because of covid 19 and have recovered and returned home because of the great exemplary care by the staff that I get to work with each and every day. So it's been a true blessing. Absolutely. I think that sounds like an amazing way to really honor those who were able to recover as well as um, the, the teams in clinical and medical staff as well that were able to care for them for an extended period of time. So um, I love that. Now, I just have one more question for you. Um, what new methods of communication have you seen come out of the COVID-19 pandemic? 
So your question about communication is key. What we learned through COVID-19 is if you did it once, you didn't do it enough. You needed to do it many times and in many different ways. Um, our workforce wanted to know what was going on with the number of uh, positive COVID cases in the hospital, what's going on in our community with COVID-19. As we know, visitation recommendations from the CDC seem to be changing by the day as we learn more about the virus. Uh, PPE, we went from wearing things that look like spacesuits now to mask and eye protection. The compound the need of communication also is our workforce today is made up from Generation Z all the way to baby boomers. And I know my two teenage daughters like to be communicated a little differently than my parents do. So with that, I get the fortune to work with a great marketing PR team, and they've assisted and led the way for many different ways, and just to name a few. On a, on a weekly basis now, it's like clockwork. Every Thursday, we used um, an interactive newsletter, newsletter, excuse me, that uh, has videos embedded and whatnot, and um, it's a Microsoft platform, and we use that, and it comes out every week now. Also, I bet so many of your listeners, just like today, they listen to podcasts. And through this time, we've added many new staff members, and we are now over 1,900 staff members strong in the College Station region. So how do you really get to know somebody? So we call it Behind the Badge. It's a podcast that we get to know folks, and we promote it that way. Um, those are just two different ways of communication that we use. We've just started um, a video platform where it's, um, you know, so many of our younger folks like TikTok and Instagram, video-based, we're going to start that in the new year um, here in a few months. But it's just, it's, about, it's just different formats to engage, but nothing ever takes the way of that face-to-face. -face. Uh, we got into healthcare to take care of people, so we've also increased our rounding. Not only do we round during the days, we have a formalized rounding about every two to three weeks where leaders come in, round at night, serve some food, but really get to know our workforce because we all know our hospitals are a 24-7 shop and we need to make sure not only our day staff but our night staff is really well communicated with and are taken care of as they take, as they take care of our communities. Fantastic. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate Becker's. Your your information that you send out is so helpful, and I know it keeps me in the loop on outside of College Station what's going on in healthcare. And thanks for the last two years from your seat as well as we support and move forward out of this pandemic.